of Get Your Shine Box. Not an advice show, not a parenting show, not a movie show, not a show at all. I mean, by most standards of entertainment, but, you know, we Ooh. keep plugging away. Wow, we're throwing some truth bombs today. Well, you know what, I think it's, uh, honesty is important. Especially yeah. this day. The yeah. day of Good Friday. The, the day of Good Friday, when our Lord... What did died? he do? No, it's does he come? He comes back on Sunday, right? Yeah. So he would have died today. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, Jesus died today, and Why so did the lies. <laughs> we're bringing back the truth. It'll get resurrected on Monday. The lies will get resurrected back. We'll get That's back right. to lying on Monday. Okay. No hey, uh, yeah. We what's what's some of the lies we want to try to bring back? Ooh, um, let's see. Um, I, I was going to quickly say, like, oh, flat earth, but there's too many people that actually believe that. Yeah. There's literally a sign as we drive from our city here of Edmonton to Calgary, the flat earthers have actually paid for a sign Which on the says? highway. It says Flat Earther Society Canada. Oh, so just to let people know that they're not gone or yeah. that they're so legit that now they have a sign, so that must make it true? You know what? If I want to legitimize my business, I'm going to stick a massive <laughs> sign in a farmer's field as that people have to gawk at as they drive to Calgary. I don't know that people use like signs as kind of the way to get that, the word out there anymore. Not enough is no. what you're saying. Here's the good news, though. You're yeah. in Alberta, so the level of crazy and conspiracy yeah. is at max. So there probably are some people who are like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I always knew it to be true. Ah, and it validates that. You know what's awful, though, Chris? It's actually... And, and, uh, Why are we so formal right now? Well, um, Christopher. What about, what about bro? Bro. Like... Brosif. You're in my phone as Brosif. No way, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's I like awesome. that. All right. But, um, okay, Brosif. I have uh, your full name, James Michael, like Tristan James Michael Ham. Oh, really? In case I get confused with the other Tristan Ham. <laughs> Much more. There are so many. <laughs> I've got three in my circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I. You're I, the Bort. Of, like, <laughs> sorry. Keep going. I was going to say Shemp, but Bort is good. Shemp. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, well, I, t I actually took out um, because they're because they don't need that whole flat space. <laughs> to talk about their product, I've actually bought a little uh, square, a pixel. Of it for our uh, podcast. Well, there you go. So I'm, <laughs> That's the people we want to piggyback <laughs> off of. I'm thinking like that'll be, uh, yeah, the right kind of crowd that we want to attract. And so um, I'm hoping to see some listenership spike now because of that. Well, thank, thank goodness. That's that advertising dollar really getting maximized right now. You know, you entrusted me with the <laughs> podcast budget. So that's how I've, I've spent it. Well, you only had 50 cents. So I think that was money well used. I mean, uh, yeah. like to print a little sticker. I think they were shocked that someone actually like contacted them. Well, <laughs> you know. no what the? <laughs> hold, hold on. No, now we do have to take ourselves seriously. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so, so tell me about your week. You oh, know, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it, was, it was a good week. Uh, what happened? So I was in, Van or no, not Vancouver. I was in Calgary this week uh, for a couple mm -hmm. of days and uh, got home and, you know, just kind of good little things. I just, I'm sort of watching like the older kids right now and they're, you know, they're getting more independent. They're kind of mm -hmm. doing their own things. Um, they're kind of off uh, living their lives, but I'm trying to integrate a little bit more around structure. Yeah. So for example, mm -hmm. uh, Julian has started to have more of his buddies over. And, and for the longest time, he never wanted to sleep in the basement. He was always terrified of it. Mm. Uh, but he has started to sleep down there. And I think oh. it's become uh, a thing where he's more acclimatized to being in the basement. He likes to play down there. He has his friends over. Yeah. They do stuff. And he wants his own space, which I totally respect. I would not want to be in the lower bunk 
of my six-year-old little sister. I would no. be just, nope. nope. Too much nosebleeds, too much farts. <laughs> so I'm sure he's happy to have his own space. Yeah. Uh, but the basement has been an absolute wreck. Like, these oh, guys God. are pretending to do shots of iced tea, like they're big oh. boozers and stuff. I'm oh. like, all right then. So we've moved all of the alcohol yeah. upstairs just yeah. so that there's no, hey, well, why don't we just try with the real thing? And then, Bleh! Yeah. So, uh, but... Uh, yeah. We're just trying to say, like, hey, look, now you guys have the basement. That's yeah. going to be your space. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you keep it clean. So, yeah. And they've been really good about following rules. Like, Bree's keeping a room super clean right now. Like, everyone's oh, learning their spaces yeah. and trying to manage those spaces in ways they never did when they were little kids. Yeah. On top of that, it was Scarlett's birthday yesterday. Yeah. So she turned six. And, oh. uh, yeah, she was pretty hyped for it. But yeah. she's being really specific right now oh. uh, and a bit combative. So I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. So I want to try to work that through a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, our fear has always been that because she gets a week by herself or there's no one else around, yeah. that she gets a little spoily. So yeah. we want to make sure that we kind of uh, crush that out of her. Yeah, beat it out of her. That's that's right. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> just sick Dexter on her. Just shake her. Like, shake her around a little bit. Dragon, shake me. Shake me. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. That's what uh, happens when, a, when you shake a body. <laughs> that's it. Well, then they would have two drooly creatures that's that would it. be spitting everywhere. So that would be awful. Our walls are already disgusting. Anyway, tell me about your week. Yeah, um, let's see. Well, uh, some interesting parenting because um, my kids are kind of polar opposite in their social lives. So my my son actually goes insanely squirrely mm-hmm. when he can't go and hang out with friends right. once a day. Like he does. He is off the walls. He's already like 100 miles an hour. So um, so he needs to socialize. Whether right. like through, um, you know, he, he'll call them up on that, that kid's messenger or he'll, he'll kind of contact them on uh, Roblox or something like that, right. right? You know, but but he has to talk to them, right? Whereas my daughter is happy in her own company; she doesn't want to visit with anyone, and we really got to push that because she's spending a fair amount of time on media, and we're we're regulating that as best we can. But then, I know you put a, like a timer on that too, like yeah, how much media to. she can do. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So so we were like, ah, oh, this is too much. So we <laughs> we kind of forced a play date that's happening this Monday. Oh, okay. Because she's in a new school and she hasn't really hung out with anybody's from a new school. So we we kind of contacted this parent that she highlighted. She likes hanging out with this one kid. Yep. Not with the parent. But okay. uh, <laughs> oh. so um, we've got that. We've orchestrated that. So that's happening on Monday. And, and uh, we're all kind of on pins and needles because she's really like not happy oh, really? about it. Like oh. it's kind of, but not really. And I think it's just about pulling off the band-aid. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, well, it's always a little like tenuous when you start yeah. hanging out with someone more formally as opposed yeah. to just kind of like, you know, casually encountering them and stuff at, at school or you run, you know, have a classes with them. So, yeah. So, so we're going to see what happens there. But uh, another kind of funny thing, I'll make this quick, but, uh, and I'm lucky my wife doesn't listen to this or else she'd kill me. Uh, oh, but, uh, juicy. Yeah, juicy. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday I was on a meeting. Uh, or was it Wednesday? I was on a meeting. Yeah. And I was I was t- chatting away and things like that. And my son came down and he was like trying to flag me down. He's like dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. And I paused it for a, or muted it for a sec. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Jack, what's going on? I'm in a meeting. He's like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, what, what? And then I see Jules come down. She's holding her hand and she's oh, like, she's no. in pain. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no. So uh, I went up and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I think I cut my finger off. Holy! Right? I was like, oh, oh my god. So uh, I went to the meeting. I'm like, I gotta go. And uh, I went and had a look, and um, uh, she hadn't cut her finger off, but uh, <laughs> what she had done is um, she she wants to get into yard work, and she loves that sure. uh, kind of thing, so she had the lawnmower going. Oh, God. And, I don't even like where this is going yeah, now. <laughs> and um, for some reason, looked at the grass catcher chute and thought it was stuck, 
And so she kept it running when she went down to go and catch, catch the grass catcher. Yep. And she didn't get a grip, so she adjusted her oh, grip. Oh, no, I don't and like it, this. And it caught a piece of her finger. Fuck. Yeah. And so luckily, luckily, it really just sheared off the, the meaty pad. Ooh. And it didn't she cut okay? the nail. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. And it didn't get the bone. But it just sheared off the meaty pad. And oh my god, that poor thing. Yeah, so we rushed. We went to the hospital, and they couldn't sew it because it was all like pulpy kind of thing. And so she's just gotta like let it grow skin over and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was bad. Well, she could always go full Hellraiser and just suck the life out of some like <laughs> random strangers until the pulpy comes back. Uncle Frank, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> look at me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've been oh, looking for God. people to drag down to the basement to hit with a hammer. Hey, are we so. filming in the basement right now? Are we recording? <laughs> Whack! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Awful. that's been my week. Yeah. Holy smokes, that's yeah. terrifying. Thank God she's okay. She's okay. She's oh. okay. Yeah. Just just for reference, and because our, our dad listens to this too, uh, Big Bri, he, uh, he managed to shave off a finger. Yes. Uh, in a table saw accident. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. well, you know what? What stays in the family lives the same deformities, so... <laughs> Wait for the day when you lose a finger. Yeah, I'm hoping. Speaking of which, oh no, actually, like I think I broke uh, the part of my pinky mm. uh, the other day taking Dexter to go to a dog uh, date so yeah. that that we could see if there's a new dog sitter we could use. Ooh. And I had kind of holding him back right because he was really excited. Yeah, and uh, he like started pulling on his chain. I'm like, okay, slow down, buddy. And it just went, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, and uh, it's all purple and weird. Like I mean, obviously no one can see it, but uh, I, I think it's okay. I but think it, you would have broke it, yeah. It, it felt like I might have broke it, yeah. Wow, and there's not really you can do anything about no, it. No, nothing. Like you just kind of let it do its thing. Do its so, thing. Yeah. So maybe wow. I'll be reverse succubying uh, <laughs> to get some of my like meaty bone there back. You go. Yeah, right. we'll do a yeah a reverse cycle, reciprocal succubi. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a hell praiser of that whole plan. It seems really good. Anyway, Tristan Ham, tell me about Ooh. the movie you're going to watch today. Well, well, here is we decided to watch. Uh, the movie Childhood Trauma. Yes. <laughs> and we'll get to that because there is a lot of childhood trauma. But this film, man, this film, I'll tell you now, it is uh, the 1982 mm-hmm. Poltergeist. Right? Yes. Directed yes. by Toby Spielberg. Right. Uh, or, sorry, Stephen Hooper. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, Isn't Hooper the name of the guy in like Jaws? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like a, a moniker. Like Toby Hooper doesn't actually exist, but it's just Spielberg like with different... Disguises? Oh my God, Spielberg directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre then. Well, and this is why he doesn't take credit for it. Because it was a massacre at the box office. (laughs) Ooh. Burn. He cuts. Yeah, chainsaw cuts, in fact. (laughs) So uh, this film, man, I mean, I have a long history with film. Obviously, it's left some deep impressions uh, uh, with the way it it was very horrific as a PG-13 film. PG-13? Come on. Some guy rips his face off. I know. There's no... (laughs) Spoiler? It's fine. <laughs> Apparently, that was Spielberg's hands who was actually ripping those off. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. On that really bad that mannequin. Awesome mannequin. <laughs> no kidding. Actually, we could have had Mannequin, the movie, in there and it would have been more enjoyable to yeah, see Kim right. Cattrall's face get ripped off. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh God. too soon. <laughs> too soon. Oh my. A sex in the city controversy right there. <laughs> That's why she's not a friend of the show. No. Right? <laughs> well, way to go. Uh, alienating Kim Cattrall. 
She's a Canadian. She could be a fan. She could be a fan. Yeah, we're we're gonna land uh, Nathan Fillion as well. We actually have a like a, a six degrees of separation. Shut up! Him. Can we yeah. get him in? I'll try. Uh, it's uh, it's he, not gonna happen. He but... knows Johnny Christmas. No. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I know. So oh, like, Christmas might come early. I know. And we got Joe Flaherty is connected to Johnny Christmas. Uh, Colin. What the fuck? Um, from, from whose line is it anyway? Who is oh that? yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I know who you mean. I can see his face. Yeah. I don't know his last name. Yeah. So we've got so we've got some connections. We got to exploit. Here. I still have my one unicorn that I'm trying to get in, I and that's Will Ferrell. I know. Every day I listen to uh, Smartless, and I hope you know he he goes. You know what? This uh, <laughs> I like your impression. Duo contacted me uh, to appear on their podcast. So hopefully one day. One day. Yeah, one, you know what? One day. It's it's gonna happen. This is yeah. my this is on my vision board. <laughs> of so all the things. So uh, Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. Uh, Nineteen eighty two. Man, <clears throat> it is like very very good. There's amazing amazing work done in this film some some very you know uh, cheesy special effects there is there, but, but you know what it's funny because we were yeah. talking about this as we were watching like yeah. it looks it looks like et mm-hmm. and et was actually happening at the exact same time 1982 yeah. so it's not surprising that it had a similar kind of aesthetic similar it, score too similar <laughs> score i mean again you got a twofer out of like was it james horner who did yeah. the score for this so yeah, well, there you go. Spielberg, yeah. he knows how to work the angles. He's a cost-cutting, or a cost, uh, I don't know. Effective. He can, yeah, he just yeah. knows what to do to, like, churn oh, sure. out some shit. He does, he does. And, and so, yeah. Go ahead. No, just in my mind, I'd always thought that this was a Spielberg film, just I because know. of the aesthetic. So it was it was yeah. funny to see Toby Hooper come up. Well, and that's the kind of, I don't know, controversy, but that's kind of the backstage. And Spielberg's denied it, that he, um, he took over kind of directing duties here and there. Because uh, it was like duty. I think duty. Because yeah. I think there was rumor that like Toby Hooper was maybe a little overwhelmed with the the magnitude of this film because it you know he's used to maybe a bit more indie stuff and sure. things. But I don't know. You know, nobody knows unless you were there, right? Yeah. So well, I think it was the one sort of. Um... The, the shorter lady who was always in that big bag of coke and trying to keep her focused. Very tough, right? Like, this house is clear, but those nostrils weren't. They were full of the funnest powder you could imagine. And she was renowned for her massive coke habit. Well, that's it. Well, and exposing herself. Like, she was yeah. always like, hey, look at these. And like... Yeah, no, I... So many restraining orders. That's it. Home. But you know what? They got the yeah. film done and she did a fantastic job. So yeah. it all works out. Trying to figure out what was her name. Oh, I don't that, know. That lady. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what I really enjoyed is watching like Mary or Joe Beth Williams and uh, Craig T. Nelson. Like, yeah. I, you know, just to see those young guys. And you pointed this out, and I think it's absolutely <laughs> true. Craig T. Nelson is the comic relief. <laughs> <of this. laughs> he, can, he can never find his keys. That is a for no. sure. And he can't find his keys. He's always knocking into stuff. Yeah. Like, he's slipping on banana peels. Oh, I know. And I'm going <laughs> to cut the slide whistle out every time he walks in. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, when he drops his pants or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So, oh, the lady's name, um, Tangina is her name in the film. Tangina, something like that. But her name is Zelda Rubenstein. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's her legend. Yeah, absolutely. Of Zelda? No. Pow, 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 pow. I know. Let's tonight, folks. <laughs> Tip your waiters. No kidding. Um, so, okay. look, uh, we got to do a synopsis for this. I think yeah. we're going to put you in charge of it. Okay. All right. So, this. how much time do you think you need? Well, I, 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 what do I think I need to what do I actually need? Like let's let's you know what this is the day of truth so let's let's oh. dispense with all the hyperbole with all the exaggeration let's get down to brass tacks and like let's it. give the the our viewers listeners listener viewers um, who's watching those, us right now that, is well, it just jewels in the corner waiting to bash me in the back of the head with yeah, a hammer pretty much okay yeah okay. Uh, let's give them some a little honesty and I think 
Honestly, I yeah. think that we can cap this in four and a half minutes. Yeah. I like it. You know what? I think, oh, I feel like something's, a weight's been lifted off of me instead of having to bullshit everyone <laughs> about what we think we can actually do. Four and a half minutes? Yeah. All right, let's set the clock. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, okay. Uh, here we go, poultry guys. So, um, we start off here, great kind of aerial shot of like this neighborhood. It gives us like an idea about the aesthetics of uh, the 80s, the yep. aesthetics of this kind of newer um, development here. We get to see kids uh, kind of doing their thing. We get to see, um, oh, what am I thinking about later? I'm thinking about the guy You're thinking like, about later. So biking with the beers. Yeah, yeah. No, How does this thing start? Let's go. <laughs> uh, so here's how it starts. It opens with the Star Spangled Banner play. Ah, yes. You know Sorry. And so you, you hear all of yeah. like the Americana, and you're like, oh, well, this is going to be a very patriotic film mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. ghosts. Mm -hmm. uh, like the ghost of Reagan, for example, who is like, <laughs> destroyed the economy. No, anyway, I'm not going to get political. Here. Okay. So uh, Star Spangled Banner is what's playing. Yes. And then eventually you come down to it playing on a television. That's right. And the television goes from the end credits. And this is a very familiar thing. Like, yeah. we didn't listen to Star Spangled Banner in Canada as much, no, no. but we definitely had like, you know, the Canadian anthem mm -hmm. play and then mm -hmm. things would go just to either, and we didn't really have static as much as I did. No, we no. just had like the test pattern. It was, it was a loop of Rush doing no uh, the Tom Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to be Canadians and yeah. emulate that sort of American way, but yeah. Anyway. That's right. That's right. And, and, and you do see someone sleeping in a, in a chair, a lazy boy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, like, so you pull back, you see the man uh, sleeping in his chair. You're right. And yeah. then. It's not even like the static is just static on the television. Like, the whole house flickers. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know how, That's like, right. static effects. Like, maybe those types of lights that respond to sound yeah. were available back then. But the whole <laughs> just house strokes. is kind of going. The yeah. one smart animal or the one smart, like, resident of the house is the dog. That's right. dog is fucking snacky rich. He's, like, oh. he's finding snacks everywhere. And he's got unbelievable access. Yeah. He's, like, the watcher in this film. Yeah. Because he's, like, sort of that one guardian yeah. until he abandons the family <laughs> to go off with the kid. Like, yeah. he leaves with Robbie and, like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Well, he recognizes the amount of trauma that Robbie leaves with. It's like, this kid needs, like, a therapy animal. Oh, I know. He's just going to be, like, licking his palm for the next two weeks trying to, like, settle him. Anyway. Yes. So the dog's moving around. He goes That's into right. the little girl's room. And he's she's asleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she kind of wakes up a little bit. Like, the dog kind of nudges her, yeah. sort of, as he's, like, she's, like, sleeping on a bunch of chips. Yeah. Which I have done. Yeah. Many times. Like, well, that's Robbie that, that rolls over, I think, and has the chips, isn't oh. it? Well, or she's got a snack under her, because like, it kind of yeah. nudges her, and then she yeah. gets up. And anyway, so she starts to make her way down the stairs and goes yeah. to the TV. Carol Ann. Yes, yeah. exactly so. And what, what kind of happens from there, Tristan? Okay. So now now I'm on track. <laughs> it's been, it was a few days since we watched this, so it's now, it's it's feeding it, <laughs> okay. I guess. So. How's that Alzheimer's coming? Oh, my like, God. Just... Yeah, seriously. So, uh, yeah, Carol Ann comes down, and, and I do, I actually, sorry, I have to talk. Like, I love that following the dog's journey to each of the members of the family. Yeah, it's kind of a soft way to introduce cool. everyone, right? Yeah, I do like that. And so she comes down and she sees this It's a classic Toby, Ho Toby Hooper trope. It is, that's, yeah. That's how he, that's how he does it. Dog perspective, yeah. Okay. He followed, it's a chainsaw perspective <laughs> in uh, Texas Chainsaw. Just kind of like <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> a little bit of engine oil on top. Like. <laughs> Just leather face giving it a smooch. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, oh, what did I do? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, she comes down and she sees the static and she's kind of entranced by the static. Right. And uh, she comes up and uh, uh, she, I think she touches the screen and we might see little sparks in the thing. It's nothing 
grandiose yet. No, but she does talk to it a she little does. bit. She's like, say, she but says hello. Caroline. Yeah. yeah. What do you look like? Yeah. Like she's asking questions. It's really interesting, and mm. it, and sets that cr- kind of creepy tone. Yeah. It could go two ways right now. It could be a benevolent yeah. kind of presence. We don't know. Or how the rest of the movie unfolds. <laughs> the opposite, as it were. Anyway. So yeah, she's she's talking to it, and she gets a little louder, and mm-hmm. she wakes up dad, and I think she wakes up the rest of the family. That's right. Yeah. Because mom comes down. I think one of the kids comes down the stairs as she's chit-chatting to the uh, TV. Yep. And I think mom mom asks like, "What what are you doing, sweetie?" Well, no, she never really questions oh, until later. That's right. They just kind of like are all observing her talking. Yeah. And then no one speaks about it. That's it. And they're just like, "Let's forget about." It. And then you get into the routines of daily life. Yeah. yeah. And here we go. So everybody's at the breakfast table and yep. uh, getting ready for the day. Uh, and uh, they're, they're kind of discussing. They're, they're uh, getting a pool in and things like that. So well, before be that, the, and you already alluded to this, there's the guy with the beer. Because oh. they're, they're going to go have that big like f- uh, football game. Oh, okay. yeah. Here we go. So anyway, so the... Maybe I'm going to take over the synopsis. I think you should take over. Holy. I have a lot of notes here. In the, you do. It like I've, I've only got here in the, um, uh, my, my notes is is just like Robbie's trauma. <laughs> okay. Circled about 40 times. <laughs> well, that is basically the movie. It's like <laughs> Robbie just like kind of shitting himself and like yeah. being unable to speak. Like that poor kid, what's he going to do? What does Robbie do oh. after Poltergeist? Well, the, ah, that's so interesting you bring that up because that was an exercise I was going to do later is oh. where are they now? Okay, well, let's, <laughs> the let's, let's park it yeah. and we'll come back to see how many of them are either like, I don't know, one of those guys who twirls a sign out front of a store or, you know, or basically like, yeah, in the circus. That's Some it. type that's of like yeah. where the carnies can converge. Yeah. All right. So, okay, you're right. So so a bit more of what's happening in the day. Yep. And uh, and I guess you're right. They're... they're um, we're showing more of the the neighborhood as uh, well. Yeah. The guy with the beer, he's he's like riding on a BMX. Yeah, so he's not driving, so you can tell what kind of condition he's in. Yeah. So he's already a little unstable. And then kids like take off with the race cars. Like you've got the RCs, which were really popular at that time, and they crisscross in front of his co- uh, bike, and he uh, spills a bunch of his beers, and they're shooting everywhere, and it's kind of like a big beer explosion. Which oh yeah, is pretty fun. But basically, what you're kind of getting from all of this is it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Everyone's got lots of friends. Like you know, they're sort of the normal yeah you know, it's not like it's a weird place like this is a place yeah. that's established and uh, it's suburbia yeah I do have to mention though because I think we do um, uh, you know uh, I, I would be remiss to all our fan if I didn't really highlight uh, when we actually get to see Robbie's section of the room and the amount of mouth-watering Ooh. Star Wars merch holy shit he has littered about this is a product placement like bonanza there is so much shit from like star wars alien you pointed out the movies there who's got a movie poster in, as a like so, eight year old or ten year old yeah so robbie apparently loves the movie the ip alien because he's got it in his room do you want to know why this kid is a fucking mess and a nervous wreck? like yeah. if you had to look at the exploding egg of alien every night before going to bed like if i should die before you wake like, just, oh, wow you would <laughs> And then, of course, the clown. Yeah, yeah exactly. they have. Yeah, they have organized a tapestry of terror <laughs> for poor Robbie. Anyway, that mattress must be soaked with urine. So, like, just, so like, it's just a given. No kidding. Just, that, that mom needs to wring it out every day. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, Joe Beth Williams, you take one side. Crazy Nelson, you take the other. Just <laughs> and and oh God! Come out the window. That's it. <laughs> Impaled on the giant tree out there that's possessed, okay. like, uh, oh, and just Robbie you. watching the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 
my anyway. god. Anyway, you're right. There okay. is a lot of product placement. Yeah. So anyway, oh, so you're right. There, um, uh, Craig T and his buddies are watching a football game. Yep. There's yep. lots of like Americana going yeah, on. Yeah, the one guy's calling his bookie, like yeah. placing bets. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you know, they're all smoking cigars. They're drinking beer. They're calling oh, their bookie. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Like, he's just living large. Craig T Nelson's like the wheel. He is too. And it's funny actually. There's there's a scene that alludes to the fact that he is like this like Pretty essential big. developer. Pretty much. Um, but um, yeah, he has a little war with his neighbor over the TV controller. That's kind of that's fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But then there's that one interesting thing. So, um, you know, this is the first hint that something's off about being here. Yeah. And it's, you go to a little pan of the bird cage. Yeah. And there's a dead bird at the that's bottom of the right. cage. Yeah. Uh, my question was, hmm. why would they try to flush that bird down a toilet? Oh, and she makes such a production of it. Like, She's just... Just leaning over, just getting ready for the toss. She does a couple of trials. First. I think she wanted to get caught. I know. Like, I think she killed that bird <gasps> and just, like, snapped its neck and then was like, can yeah. someone stop me? I'm going to kill all the animals in the house. And no then the kidding. kids. And then myself. <laughs> I need the, someone to... Caroline finds it. Yeah. No kidding. Ah, so, what are you doing? Oh, the, the trauma yeah. twins. Like, oh, yeah, Robbie's uh, mess. But Carol Ann is so resilient. I know. Like, is she just oblivious to how, like... Well, they actually even say that. Oh, okay. They say that, like, even, like, when she gets pulled out of the devil's anus, she eventually... <laughs> God, that meat's loose. <laughs> so meat's loose. It's covered in weird, like, I don't know, yeah. ambrosia salad. That's yeah. kind of what it looks like at the it time. It is. Oh, no. I struggle emotionally with Jello. I know you do. Okay, so, but but anyway, yeah, they, they actually mentioned that she, she, well, she doesn't remember a thing. That's what they say. I don't think she remembers any of has got it all. No kidding. Oh, doctor, like, yeah... <laughs> I don't know. His therapist is like, just oh, yeah. more money, please. I'll take the leather. Like, <laughs> come on in, Robbie. No, no, no. It's uh, unrelated. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, Robbie. <laughs> you beautiful cow. Oh, he's got like all his gold caps in and stuff. Like just, <laughs> just spinners on his car. Like <laughs> Just a grill that says, you know, RT, Robbie Trauma. Yo, exactly. <laughs> anyway. So um, yeah, uh, uh, she she gets caught uh, yep. in her her slaughter of the bird. Yeah, no, and, and, and they do like yeah. a whole nice little funeral for it and yeah. stuff too. So that's in pretty a cigar good. box. Yeah. Yep, uh, they do. And then as they bury Tweety, Tweety was the yeah. name of the bird. Yeah. Uh, that's when the death clouds start to roll in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Like a lot of omens yep. are coming in there. Yeah. I mean, and especially if you start to look around the room, and again, it was a nice catch for you to see aliens, but if you think about the level of trauma that's coming in, like, sure, they've got Star Wars, and that all seems pretty nice and playful, yeah. but you've got the one foreboding tree, yes. you've got the aliens poster, you've got, like, uh, that fucking, like, uh, I don't know, just, uh, like, dead animals in the house, yeah. and there's uh, just this weird undertone, the, the clouds that are coming yeah, in, yeah. it just it very subtly starts to change from this kind of fun suburban neighborhood yeah. to, like... Surrounded by omens and death. That tree is Cthulhu. Like, it's built yes. to look like Cthulhu. <laughs> and then the clown. Yeah. And so, here, here's a theory. Is that clown is not Robbins. Or else he would have ditched it long ago. I would okay. think. Because the clown's always in interrogation position. So exactly. Who's, who's, so it's Carol Ann. Or it's mom. It's mom or Carol Ann that, that, that are like, no, I love it. But then, whenever Robbie is preparing for bed... They shift the chair ever so much so that the clown is staring at Robbie. Like, I think that's intentional. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I, have, to, I have to feel like, you know what? Uh, every time Robbie tries to relax a little bit, yeah. he cracks a cold one. He's, he's getting his, like, weekend on. Oh, no. Then you have to turn and look at the clown? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. That, yeah. It's serious. And it's kind of an old-timey yeah. uh, toy, right? Like, it is. If he's got all the cool Star Wars, 
what? How does a clown fit in with like that whole toy motif? Exactly. Like, is he like some sort of weird giant that comes in and like smashes the Star Wars toys? Like, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, if you're having yeah. your world of make believe, it just seems like the clown doesn't fit. So it could be like a, a legacy toy from either uh, Craig T. Nelson or Joe Beth Williams. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Williams is just like forcing that on Robbie. Oh well, here's the thing. Like... In, in the next scene that comes up, she yeah. is getting high, high. Oh, so I, love this scene, I feel like getting high and having a clown around is probably yeah. good times for her, but nightmares for the kids. Yeah, I don't know. I love this scene too. Like Craig T. Like what's he? He's either watching TV and he's like trying to roll a joint and doing a terrible job. Yeah, but he's reading a book on Reagan. I know. Oh, it's so <laughs> weird. Like I can think of the least enjoyable material you could be reading right now. Like Mad Magazine. Have something kind of of fun and funny, right? But let's get serious about Reaganomics. Yeah. Kill me in the penis. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he messes up the joint and there's like weed all over the, the, the bed. Yeah. And um, so Diane is her name. Diane. Yeah. yeah. So Diane's rolling it up and they're having a smoke and it's actually, it's a really fun scene between the two of them. I really feel the connection between the two of them. Like That's I actually it. really like it. You know what, yeah. we'll talk about this later on yeah. for sure, but this isn't really a movie about the poltergeist as much as it's about the how much you care about the family. It is. And this is why I feel like it's not like a, it's not Toby Hooper who did it. Yeah. It's for sure Spielberg, because yeah. all of his stuff is about sort of that family feel and that emphasis. Yeah. Like, if you take yeah. E.T. and you pull that forward, yeah. all of it's about, like, that relationship to Elliot. Yeah. It's not really about, like, E.T. as much as it's how does this affect the family, what happens to him because he's sympathetically attached to E.T. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the same thing here. It's like, this is an extension sort of of that same motif, and you can tell why um, people would be confused about who was really directing that film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so very family-based, yeah. and it just so happens a that it's haunting that there's like a poltergeist but b like an et that it just happens to be an alien like it, it is it's almost it's very peripheral almost yeah i mean yeah. it's almost like this goes the other direction like i wonder if like when spielberg was doing a treatment for et he was like well what if this went the other way what if it was an evil alien yeah. and now he gets to flesh that out a little bit by going this direction so they're not directly connected but you're like okay well you've got a happy family who has the benefit of the love of an alien or a, of a foreign creature and what, yeah. what's the good side to it and here's what's the fucking terrible side to it. Like, let's just ask Robbie. And we're going to talk about what he does in the future as we get to it. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, Robbie's a little scared from the lightning. Oh, yeah. He's scared from the lightning. Plus, you yeah. pointed this out, too. He's got a game of Clue right yeah. next to his bed, oh, yeah. too. So, a murder game uh, for him. So, there's no positive influences in his life. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're starting to get pieces of, of Robbie, the yep. trauma he feels, the fact that that murder is very much introduced to his life early, and uh, so you got staring clown, scary tree, yeah. obviously, and then the lightning and the storm starts to come, yeah, and so he's freaked out. He goes and goes yeah. see mom and dad. Close a curtain, Robbie. Like the tree's right there. Close a curtain. No kidding. Or, yeah. or put the clown in front of it and double down. <laughs> like really, put all of your terrifying influences in one place, so at least you've got a clean line of sight to something that doesn't make that's you piss it. your bed. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes up and he he bugs mom and dad. He's like, mm, I'm scared. And so dad, and this is awesome. I love this Craig T. Uh, Robinson moment. Nelson. Uh, Nelson. Nelson. Robinson. <laughs> Who is Craig T. Robinson? I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, oh, I, th I think you're thinking about like Die Hard. Oh. Because yeah. uh, it's not Craig T. Robinson, but it's um, Dwayne Robinson. Dwayne Robinson, yeah. He, and he's the deputy chief of police in <laughs> Die Hard. He's, he's that guy who plays an asshole in like... Um, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, exactly. Yeah. Well, in everything. In everything. Let's, let's be honest. He yeah, yeah. he never plays a sympathetic character. Oh, yeah. Uh, Craig T. Nelson. 
Um, so I, I love this. He like he and again like like he's such a cool guy in this. You I know, know. he's I just like him. he's a, he looks like he's a good father. He's talking to Robbie about counting um, the distance between the lightning and the thunder. Yeah, he's got that really human moment too, where he's kind of sucking in his gut and playing and sticking yeah. it out, like when he's with his wife. I think honestly, he plays like a cool dad. Yeah, really well. I think when we talk about parents, I'm wow. going to lean in on that a little bit. But go on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he, he kind of helps with that and then um, helps Robbie. He's kind of proud of himself, too. This is a lovely moment. This is Spielbergian, too. Right? Yeah. It's that lovely moment where he, get, he has a little smile after he sees what he's taught Robbie is actually working. Yeah. But then, like, a heartbeat later, both kids are in their bed. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, how many times have you done that as a parent? We're oh, like, uh, parenting. I've yeah. got it solved. Nailed and they're like, ah! <laughs> someone's Someone's got a finger cut off underneath a lawnmower. Yeah. Okay, well. So, so here is then, um, so it's terrifying, but here is now that, sorry, that chaos of the morning, which again is very Spielbergian. Totally, yep. Yeah. Is uh, ever, like everything, like Craig T's trying to get out of the house. They've got, she's trying to get the kids together. They're trying to have breakfast. Robbie's glass Well, breaks. actually, before that happens, yeah. they do two things. One, they actually finally acknowledge that Carol Ann had that weird moment when yeah. they're actually in their bedroom. Yeah. And then secondly, Carol Ann goes back to the TV again. Oh, because yes. when they all fall asleep, that TV, I don't know why they've got a big console television in their bedroom or why Craig T. Nelson was downstairs watching TV the first time. Yeah. And now that you've got a TV in your bedroom. Wow. Unless he was just worried about keeping his wife up. <laughs> it's and, the 80s. And, yeah. yeah, no kidding. And that could have been it. That's it. Well, yeah. you know, he was doing like all of his aerobics in front down there. He didn't want to show, but he, he likes the spandex in the one kind of one-piece swimsuit that they used to wear. <laughs> with the leg warmers. Yeah, a little jazz. He's a cross-dresser. Uh, so you're right, sorry. She's in the uh, room during that night. Uh, the TV is on and, and cloudy again. And this is yeah. when the first time you actually see that there's something malevolent happening. Because That's the hand right. comes out of the television. Yeah. Starts to work around the room. That sort of ghostly, That's misty right. image. And yeah. then there's that laser shot that goes yeah. right into the spot above the bed. Yeah. And that's going to be important for later. It is, because it shows the location of the Ark of the Covenant. That's it. <laughs> and then, apparently, there's a guy in this, who the face melter, yeah. who is a face melter, or a bit, probably a face melter, oh, yeah. but was an assistant to Steven Spielberg in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's a professional face melter. That's it. You know what? <laughs> when Just, you need a face melting, find this guy, he'll melt his face. I don't know. <laughs> that's the jingle that could have saved his career that is that is it's too bad yeah uh, royalties please <laughs> anyhow yeah so, yeah so then you're right we've got that morning chaos and it's very yeah. Spielbergian like yeah. uh, you know everyone's kind of running around things are crazy there's like uh, Gene Shalit's on the television yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's got that crazy preposterous mustache and that weird like fro yeah he's a bow tie to it he always he really has a bow tie into it yeah and then kind of weird plaid like outfits all the time he's yeah. a, a loud guy but Good for him. He's memorable. I mean, we I was like instantly knew who that guy was. Yeah. Or at least that he was recognizable. Anyway. So another TV in the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. TV's everywhere. I wonder if this is really an indictment of mm. technology. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay. Uh, here, everybody's getting off to school. Got to mention that um, good old Billy from Predator is in amongst the workers. Woo! Just cat calling this 16-year-old oh. daughter. I'm like, this is oh. uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And the fact that mom was looking at it too, and she's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, what fun. No kidding. Just throws yeah. him a couple beers. You guys earned it. It's Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what happens at this point? Well, Carol Ann's uh, back to watching the TV. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you sort of oh, see all the chairs pushed out yeah, from the table. Yeah. Which is really strange. So, you know... Um, uh, Joe Beth Williams goes back. Diane, yeah. she kind of pushes all the chairs back in. Yeah. She goes over to the side, looks down on the counter, just kind of pulling something out from beneath, like where the countertop is. Mm -hmm. And then when she goes back up again, what do we see? Yeah, uh, all the chairs are stacked on the table, like instantly. 
kind of thing, which is just terrifying. It's really strange. Like, yeah. And again, you don't really know if there's a benevolent presence or a malevolent presence at this yeah. point. Like, it's just odd. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, things start getting a little crazy. Um, also, I think uh, Carol Ann is staring at the uh, TV in the kitchen, which is snowy. Yep. And she's kind of like trying to communicate with it. Uh, and so that that's kind of an ongoing theme is that Caroline is tuned in mm-hmm. to hearing these spirits. And they ask, you know, did you see them? Can you see the spirits? And yeah. at this point, Caroline can't. She says, uh-uh. Yeah. And, which is good. So it's interesting. Yeah. Like, she's not, like, she is tuned into the, the presence of them, mm-hmm. but she can't see them yet. So it's not like they necessarily exist except as a portal from the television. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get to see uh, Craig T. Nelson and his job. Yeah. Just crushing it. He's super bored. And well, and, but, <laughs> but super relatable too. Like yeah. again, his humanity and his relatability. Yeah. He is so transparent in this. I love yeah. his character. It's super yeah. fun to watch him. But you're right. He's out talking to people, and he's like, you know what? I'll be honest with you. And yeah. we later learn that he's responsible for 42 percent of all sales yeah. in this massive neighborhood. How he's not a billionaire? <laughs> it's like his commissions must have been insane. Yeah. There's like. I don't know, 200 houses in this neighborhood? Especially yeah. when you look down from the place that he gets offered later mm-hmm. and you look into the valley, there's a lot of real estate there. So it's no wonder they want to keep him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, he's crushing it there. So um, he's there and he's doing his thing. And yep. um, is, there's, is there more kind of hauntings that happen during the day with... Um, well, the clouds roll back in. Yes, again. that's right. And, you know, then suddenly, like, Craig T. Nelson's, like, uh, is a little bit kind of freaked out. So, you know, you come back to the chair, mm-hmm. and then we start to see all the movements with the portal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, is it the portal first, or is it her in the kitchen? Well, no, that's what I mean. So, sorry, yeah. it's the it's the portal that, if you put them in one spot, they'll oh, slide yeah, towards yeah, yeah. the wall. That, that sort of slidey. Yeah. The, the dry slip and slide. <laughs> the dry slip and slide. I love his reaction, too, though, like, when he, when he kind of sees it. And he's just, like, <laughs> sits on the ground, and he is like, what? Yeah. What is this? That's yeah. a great reaction. Totally. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, then things start to escalate super quickly. Eh? Yes. Um, is this where um, Robbie and uh, then um, Carol Ann are in their room and the portal opens? Pretty quick. So first yeah. what happens is they go to check on the neighbor and see if yeah. anyone else is experiencing those types of disturbances. So mm-hmm. that, you know they're over there. And this is a weird thing. I don't know what the implication was. Yeah. But why are they getting infested by mosquitoes? Because yeah. no one else is getting bit. They're getting destroyed. And you can actually see a scene later where they're trying to put on like that cold cream right, for mosquito bites. Right. And I don't get it. Like, what was the implication? I don't fully understand. Neither. Yeah, that was that was kind of an odd scene. And, <clears throat> and it was, um, you know, there's constant um, kind of irritation with their neighbor, Ben. Yeah. You know. Well, between the remote control fight and, yeah. and everything else that's and happening. Mosquitoes and yeah. stuff like that. So, Do you think that has something to do with like the, the fact that there's something rotten or the smells that are going around? Because, mm. you know, later on they allude like there's this weird stink. And, yeah. And stuff that's always happening. And I know that I, I want to feel like more flies would be involved, but maybe mosquitoes are... Yeah, know, it's, it's just weird. Strange. Okay. I don't, I'd, I'd like to think about that one some more. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, they're so, getting ready for bed. They're getting yeah. themselves all kind of prepared. Yep. Things like that. And um, they, uh, um, you know, the kids are in bed. It's another thunderstorm, and Robbie's not having a great time. He's trying to use that trick again, right? Like yeah. to count between the the light, the thunder, and the lightning. Yeah. And uh, but it's it, he he through that trick, he sees that the storm is actually getting closer. It's not going away. Right. So he's getting freaky and freaked out. He sees uh, the tree again, the Lovecraftian fucking call it the Cthulhu tree right just leaning into it now staring at him and then it just goes 
bonkers. Yep. Tree rips through yep. the, the fucking window and grabs Robbie. Yep. And yanks, yanks him out. Like yanks him out. Tries to consume him. Yeah. Starts so, to shove him into his meat hole. Yeah. So you hear all the screaming. Like, yeah. Robbie's losing it. Parents are instantly awake. Yeah. They go running to... I don't know why they don't go through his window to try to, like, at least establish where he is, but they go from the basement and up. Yeah. So uh, they go downstairs. They go out the front. They yeah. try to climb up the tree. And yeah. as we learn, this is all really a distraction because yes. the real target yeah. is Carol Ann. That's right. Their closet opens and a light portal opens and it starts sucking everything into it. That's it. Unfortunately, and this is kind of a heartbreak, a lot of his Star Wars toys are the first to go. Ooh, yeah. I would like to go into the portal of the devil's anus just to go and yeah. try to get those out. Like I will I will snip those polyps. I will oh. like I will be part of that colonoscopy <laughs> just to get through and yeah. grab as I go would be like a money tunnel That's of it. Star Wars. Just gear. a router rotor rooter through there. <laughs> there was a TIE fighter that went in. It was the TIE fighter that you press the button and the oh, wings pop stop, off. Stop, stop. No, oh, that's no, hurting that's me. The, yeah, that's the saddest part of this whole film. Here's an interesting thing. Yeah. So as part of the storm, there's this massive tornado that lands. Yeah. And the tornado's spinning and it's coming yeah. at them and it's like, but why? And I asked you this question when we were watching the movie. Yeah. Why does the tornado pull away the tree? And my theory was mm. maybe the tree, because it's like, yeah. in an earlier scene, Robbie talks to his dad and says, hey, look, you know, yeah. this tree freaks me out. I think it's scary. And Craig T. Nelson says, I actually deliberately put that tree here yeah. or, or built by the tree, tree yeah. because I want, it's an old tree, it's a wise tree and it's a guardian for us. Yeah. So was the intent of the tree actually to harm Robbie or yeah. was it to enclose him and protect him from the evil of the house? Yeah. And is the tornado yeah. controlled by the spirits because the tornado is there to get rid of any protection yeah. for the family so that they can have their way with the family? Yeah, because so, if Robbie stayed in the bedroom, he would have got sucked into the portal. Correct. Land. Correct. So it's so, it is interesting actually. It's not really well defined or well explained, but yeah. I feel like there's something there that we might might have missed, or there's something to it. Yeah, well, the anyway, fact who that knows? the tree was nibbling on Robbie kind of threw me off, though. Like of that, course, like he's storing him into it, into him. <laughs> Don't forget, he's like he's a tree. He doesn't yeah. really have a lot of communication methods. Yeah. Like you know, you can't follow him on Instagram and like understand his <laughs> intentions a little bit better, or you know, he's doing his TikTok. Whatever. He's like, hey guys, I'm just here to like protect Robbie. Peace out. Smash that follow button. <laughs> so the tree, the tree was like uh, what uh, the um, uh, Lenny of he's going to pet the rabbit. The rabbit, yeah, ends up breaking Robbie's neck by accident, and you have to come up behind him with a shot or a chainsaw. This yeah. is where Toby Hooper is useful. Just <laughs> ah, go. there we go. Oh, wow. anyway, yeah. Keep anyway, so yeah, they they pull Robbie out. They manage to get him, and then they want to go up and check on Carol Ann. Correct. And they see that the room is. Fucked and everything's been sucked into the closet. Yeah. And they're like, where is she? Can so I, they start can I ask one little distracting yeah, question too? Yeah. There's a robot walking by, right? That little yeah. wind-up one? Yeah. Why is he laughing? I don't know. Like when you're designing a robot, of yeah. all the different things you could have it do, chuckling wouldn't be the first one. That's it. But he's kind of like, eh, eh, eh. like it's designed <laughs> to be sinister. I know. It's one more thing that is there to freak the shit out of Robbie. I've got a callback to that robot later. Good. Later. Right, let's keep okay. keep it going. Okay. It's Roberto, the insane robot. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna practice my laughing. <laughs> right. So yeah, they can't find Caroline. They start panicking and looking for her everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they leave Robbie in their room, uh, in his lovely traumatized state. Yep. And he is broken. Oh boy, yeah, keep going. Anyway, so they're looking around. Um Craig T is like, oh shit, the pool or actually Diane says the pool. Right. Because they're the pool's half dug and yep. it's got water from the storm. Right. So he dives into the pool looking for her. <laughs> 
This is <laughs> well, he, pre-Skeletor time right that's now. Right. Yeah. Well, at first he, you know, he's trying to get in there, but he goes and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the scene at the end of Master of the Universe? Uh-huh. Where Skeletor pops out of the water? Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist. Whoa! Because skeletons in the water. That's it. Maybe he was one of those skeletons in there. <laughs> he was. He was in. <laughs> this is canon. The pool. Making yeah. the best use of multiple <laughs> angles and shots. That would be amazing if that was stock footage from Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Shoehorned it in yeah. there. I'm back. It's just bobbing. <laughs> Oh my god, I would piss myself, but honestly, it seems right within their budgetary restrictions. That would be funny. All right, keep going. They cannot find Crown. They're panicking, panicking. Robbie's next to the TV as it comes on and the static is there, right? And Robbie's going to watch some calm television. I just need something to calm my nerves. Yeah. So he starts hearing Carol Ann and he starts screaming. Yeah. Right? And so mom comes in and she's like, Robbie, what's wrong? You know, she's she's like uh, airplane slapping him back and forth. This guy behind with a wrench just getting ready to <laughs> come in and just correct that kid for good, for sure. Oh my God. But then you start there, and this is yeah. eerie because yeah. this becomes thematic, but you start yeah. to hear Carol Ann's voice through the television. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So mom starts freaking out and she... She's like, oh, she must be here in the room or something yeah. kind of thing. And they're hearing it. She gets uh, dad in. And um, I mean, the, the sister's kind of there. She's not doing a whole lot. No, Dana. Yeah. Dana, she, yeah. And again, we're going to talk about the trauma later. But <laughs> they are. They're all messed up. Dana's yeah. like pretty freaked out. Yeah. Um, but yes, you hear that. You, you, this is where it's sort of established. That the only person that Carol Ann can really directly communicate and speak to yeah. is mommy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So at any rate. This is terrifying. They yeah. go straight to a cutscene at the university. Yep. And they are talking to these paranormal uh, researchers. Yes. Um, and they're kind of describing what they're doing. Craig just <laughs> looks fried. Oh, my God. Like he... <laughs> yeah. He yeah. looks beat up. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, he does a great job of conveying kind of that frustration. Yeah. And they, they sort of say, like, you know what? Well, here's what we need to do. We have to get, like, people to come. We have to go look at stuff. It's yeah. going to be a big public public sort of spectacle of sorts and he's just like I don't care I just help me find my daughter it's yeah. really it's really touching that's all he cares about yep. which is awesome so they go and um, they cut to the house they're showing the investigators around a little bit <laughs> yeah Crazy yes. Nelson has like a little thing where he's like oh yeah Robbie sleeps with us now and I'm like yeah. oh yeah he will be until oh, he's 40 for, until he's 40 <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah we set up a little room for Robbie uh, I'll talk about that yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, anyway, so absolutely that. They, they So they start showing around, and, and Craig's just showing, like, here's the kitchen. This is where we first got stuff happening. And and the um, one of the investigators is talking about, I was witness to a paranormal event. Uh, it was like, right. well, something like a pencil that that by its own... Um, but its own impulse made its way across a counter, but right. it took like, what, like 48 hours to do that? Oh, yeah. He's like, I have a time-lapse camera, so yeah. I actually saw it. I actually saw it, and Craig's like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> literally gives him his beer to hold. Yeah. <laughs> and opens up the kid's bedroom, and it's full of all of these items that are swirling around. Oh, yeah. It's like one of those yeah. montage scenes of traveling through time. Like, you can it see, is, like, yeah. a compass moving, and, oh, like, yeah. E equals MC squared goes yeah. across the screen. Like, it's... <laughs> Fucking hilarious, but no kidding. <laughs> yeah. it's really good. But yeah, no, obviously yeah. this is like a full-on 
poltergeist. Like, well, some sort of like psychic activity or That's manifestation is happening here. It's yeah. not good. It's more elaborate than anything any of them yeah. have ever seen. They're way out of their depth. So they are freaked out. They're downstairs having a cup of tea and just trying to relax. They're starting to set up equipment. Yeah. And they kind of make a plan that we're going to stay here tonight and look for any events. Uh, and um, they're like, you as the family need to leave. And Craig's, um, the family can leave, but I'm not going anywhere. My daughter's here. Yeah, they were actually yeah. sort of acknowledge us a bit where uh, Diane says, you know what, uh, yeah. Stephen is the name of Craig T. Nelson's yeah. character, but it's like, Stephen's missed a lot of work, but he's been really wonderful. And, yeah. I mean, he's just like a shell of a human right now. He's pretty <laughs> wrecked. I wouldn't want him to go to work either. His no. normal salesman charm may not be there for some of these high-profile sales, sales that are going on. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they decide to stay, a family decides to stay, they're all going to sleep in the living room. Ah, interestingly too, this one uh, detail that comes up that I thought was cool is they talk about the difference between a haunting and a yeah. poltergeist. Mm -hmm. So a poltergeist is typically fixated on a single individual, That's right. where a haunting is more about a uh, location. Yes. So in this case, the house may not be haunted, yeah. but the poltergeist has fixated on Carol Ann. And yeah. this is why they think now they need to try to find a way to retrieve her. Yeah. Not that they wouldn't do it anyway, but yeah. th this is why it's happening the way that it is. Correct. Correct. So, um, yeah, they, um, so everybody decides to stay. Yep. Uh, and everybody then has kind of an interaction with the poltergeist. Yeah. In the evening. Yeah. Uh, one of the most uh, uh, notable is a um, good old uh, face melter. Uh, yeah. I don't know his name, but he, um, he he's a little peckish at night. Uh, he does. He, yeah. You know what? He walks through about four different snacks before landing on something in the fridge. Yeah. Like he's got a bag of chips in his hand when he starts. Yeah. There's another bag of chips uh, on the countertop. Yeah. He goes into the fridge, pulls out a, the biggest T-bone I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like a Fred Flintstone-esque steak yeah. that he like flaps onto the counter. Yeah. And then he puts a big thing of KFC in his mouth. Like yeah. he's got some fried chicken. And seriously, he is, he's helping himself. Yep. Um, so he's he's mowing on that and slaps the steak down and then uh, the steak starts to kind of inch along the. Uh, oh, you know <laughs> I I couldn't look at raw steak. Yeah. For years after that, like I always yeah. like cooked steaks. I'm like delicious, but until it was cooked and I knew that it was like maggot free. Yeah. I was like nope nope nope. nope I want to nope, see nope. it because the, the steak kind of moves a bit and then yep. it starts erupting from the inside. And like you said, like chunks and, and bugs and maggots or whatever yep. starts erupting from that. He totally. spits out the chicken leg and it hits the ground. It's full of maggots. Yep. Uh, you're eating maggots, Michael. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> this time it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, he's freaking out. So he goes into this little pantry area that's got a sink and a mirror. Yep. Flicks on the light and is like washing out his mouth. And he sees the light starting to kind of do weird stuff. And yeah. then he sees himself in the mirror. Yep. And uh, at first it's, it's some really bad prosthetic on his face. Yep. Because you can see cracks in his skin and he starts... To kind of pick at it and peel it, it instantly cuts <laughs> <laughs> to the worst mannequin. Oh, the thing is heinous. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, it's like just just the little floppy way, like oh hello, no it's so bad. And he starts, but he starts peeling off his face in oh. chunks. This was another super oh. disturbing piece of like my childhood psyche. Yeah, like I honestly definitely remember this scene and definitely remember being like. Oh God! Like you yeah. know, when they talk about like don't eat raw meat. Yeah. This is why. Like in my head, I was like, yeah. here's your reference point. Yeah. If you ever try to have like, I couldn't eat sushi for a long time as a kid because I'm like, wait a minute, is this cooked? <laughs> like, am I gonna get a face peel? Will I get a lightning bolt and snap back? Yeah. If not, pass. No, Hard pass. Yeah. No, not happening. Yeah. So he, um, yeah. That 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 kind of goes away quick. We cut to the other guy. Well, uh, before we'll, we go there, I just want to touch on two things. Yeah. So uh, first off, before all of that scene happens, mm -hmm. there's a whole point where they turn on the TV. They're talking to Carol mm -hmm. Ann, and they establish about the light. 
So Caroline is very oh, specific. Yes, She's sorry. like, you know what? Uh, I can see a light, mommy. Where are you? I can't find yeah, a way home. Yeah. And they're like, but you can see this light. And she's afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And this is where they definitely tell her, don't mm -hmm. go to the light. That's right. That's so they right. very much clearly define that this isn't the thing that she should do because until they're prepared to uh, find a way to rescue her, yeah. that could be troublesome. That could be her death. Yes. So, um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and um, you can definitely hear her running around too. And then there's that one scene where she runs through Jo Beth Williams when oh, she comes yes. on the stairs. Whoosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she can kind of smell her and have her essence off of it. I thought this was really neat. That was a lovely moment. Yeah, yeah. because again, it's that connection back to family, right? She knows yeah. her smell. She knows how she feels. Like, I was actually really touched by this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was It was an absolutely amazing moment. Uh, and then I think that's, then it, it we see the procession, because the camera goes and focuses then on the stairs. Yeah. And there's the procession of light. Well, kind of thing, isn't uh, it? Uh, there's one more thing I just kind of oh, want to touch on. Okay. It's really fast. You might as well, because I have no idea. What's no sweat. Right. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's uh, there's the psychologist, right? And right. one of the other touching moments that I thought was really good oh, about this yeah. is when they're sitting downstairs and she's kind of talking about her background. Yeah. And you know, she's this professional. I specialize in ghosts, but then yeah. she kind of really humanizes herself and pops out a flask. Oh yeah. And and her and Diane have this kind of really beautiful exchange exchange about you know like. Uh, how she's scared and how she's really, you know, even though she professes to know kind of what to do and has ideas, yeah. that she's just kind of making the best of it as she goes. And, and again, I love how human everyone is in this. Oh, yeah. And the fact she's a raging alcoholic. She's just so trust this person, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> are you making good decisions? I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's Please. do this. Yeah. <laughs> Takes out a little baggie and just. <laughs> no kidding. Bump. <laughs> nice. No, Less yet. But she does also explain yeah. a bit about the ghost. And this is yeah. why it's, it's kind of nice to sort of speak to it is that, you know, there's this idea that maybe there are people who weren't ready to die. Yeah. And the light is as bright as the sun. And, you know, when you go there, you get to become part of it. But there are some people who just aren't prepared. So yeah. this is now you've got context for what the light may or may not be and, and why to stay clear of it. Yeah. Anyway. That's right. You're right. So then all the face stuff happens. And then we go back to the other guy yeah. and the camera and the movement on the stairs. Yeah. So uh, a procession of light that comes along. Uh, I think it's... In their perspective, it's represented by an individual, yes, uh, who then creates a portal above them, and then uh, and then that event kind of concludes, and they go back to look, and they can see that there's actually a huge procession of people, yeah, that are following this this kind of lineup, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's really intense too. But you know who yeah. really just should not be watching all of this and is just fucked up by it. Who, who should not be witnessing this absolutely terrifying event, Chris? Ah, it's the one 10-year-old who's just like shaking. Like, <laughs> what's the name of the character in uh, Simpsons? The one little blonde, like, he's got a white skin oh. and he's always shaking. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember, but yes. He's just, that's, that's that Robbie. kid. Yeah, he's that's like Robbie. completely ruined. So that's yeah. it. Finally, they decide to ship Robbie off. Yeah. And so they put him in a cab by himself. <laughs> and then I love this scene because the dog comes walking down yeah. and looks at the family, <laughs> turns and runs to Robbie. Like, fuck it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, and then as the cab's pulling away, uh, Diane's like, call me. <laughs> Like, look, that's child services cab that pulled up. And oh, they are like, you're never going to see Robbie again. Like, yeah. that's, you've blown this. He's a mess. You're right. Yeah. Um, but then we get introduced, uh, because it's the next day, we get introduced to a new individual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, also, well, yeah. uh, one of the things that happens earlier is all that jewelry pops out. Oh, yes. And there's kind of like a bunch of stuff that kind of surfaces. And they're not really sure where it comes from. That's some of it is brand new. Yeah. Some of it is really old, like up to 100 years old. And they're kind of examining this cameo after that scene where Robbie fucks off. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> funny, Diane gives the flask back to yeah. the uh, researcher. And it's like, bone it's dry. Bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but but they decide to bring in another specialist. Yes. Uh, and that is our, our lovely Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Zelda, but uh, her name in this is uh, Tangina or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because this also you, you see the boss come. Yeah. Oh, yes. The boss shows up and he's like trying to get Steven to come back. Yeah. And Steven's excuse for this is that he's had the flu and he looks like, like this is, if before COVID would have happened, if you would have seen Steven, you'd be like, that guy's got fucking COVID. He's a poster child. He is, yeah. So he's definitely like messed up and they talk about, uh, you know, he's been away for weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, it's surprising because in the 80s, I don't know that the employment standards were that great. Like this guy would have gotten fucking fired. Oh. But then you understand why they've kept him. Yeah. Uh, because he's seriously the greatest salesman they've ever had. He's responsible for nearly 50% of all sales in that valley. Yeah. And so what they're trying to do is get him to come back. Oh, right. And so they take him up to this plot yeah. of land at the very top, and there's a cemetery there, and then all the cards just get revealed. <laughs> yes, like, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Sinister laugh. Oh, yeah. Sinister laugh. Like, he's such a... I'm big man. business. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Puts a cigar out in Steven's eye, like, you're already <laughs> sick. What are you going to do about it, fucker? <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, you do learn that um, um, that the development had to relocate a cemetery already, yep. and he's offering uh, Stephen this amazing property to build a, a cliffside house. Um, but uh, uh, it, right now, it's occupied by another cemetery. cemetery yeah, so and he's like, "We'll just move it. We've already got approval." Well, it's yeah. it's been done before. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, well, that's weird." And he's like, "But it's not like." Uh, it's, it's funny how he's like, yeah. oh, you've done this before? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. It's not like an ancient ceremonial tribal burial ground or anything. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What is, what? is that my inside voice? Did I say that out loud? Fuck! <laughs> so anyway, now all the cards are on the table. Like, you definitely that's know that right. this is something that's happened in the past, and this yeah. is where some of the issues come up. And you can see Craig T. Nelson kind of like, boop, yeah. bingo. Yeah. yeah, he's working it out. He's, Absolutely. He's definitely figured this, yeah, for yeah. sure. So they, are, they would relocate things, uh, and yeah. then... It's funny, too, because he gives them a little kind of quiet threat. He's yeah. like, nobody's complained about it yeah. before. And he kind of looks at Craig T. Nelson like, uh, are yeah. you going to do anything about this? I'm offering you partnership. He sort of offers that. He offers him a brand new like uh, plot of land on top. Is that why? It's an implied threat. You it are is. now, I can make you complicit to the whole thing. Yes. Not, not that he knows that there's all the evil happening. Craig T. Yeah. Nelson obviously experiencing it. Yeah. But, you know, it's suddenly now Craig T. Nelson's going, huh. Yeah. What, what am I prepared to sacrifice for this? And you know his family is so important to him based on his awesome dadness up to yeah, this point. So, yeah. Anyway, back at the house. Yeah, so we go back to the house and we see uh, Tangina, I think yep. her name is. Yep. Um, and um, they're not... Uh, it's Tangina. Tangina. <laughs> Tangina. <laughs> That's how she likes to be referred. That's her porn name. Yeah. She's huge. Tangina. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's some payments that are going to have to happen here. Yes. Some hush money. That's it. <laughs> so, um, and, and already they're kind of like um, shooting down her credibility. Yeah, for I sure. think Craig T especially. Like, yeah. she goes upstairs to have a snoop. And he's like, you know, they're like, why, why didn't you tell her which room? And he's like, I did with my mind. She didn't get it. Kinda and she's thing. like, uh, I did hear you, but yeah. I just didn't want to answer because I don't like trick answers or trick questions. Yeah. Like, Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And he he kind of calls her the Knott's Berry Farm solution. Like, yeah. He really does. Kind of like shit on her a little bit in terms of her credibility. But I mean, yeah. obviously, in the end, she's the one who's got all the answers. She does. Although no one has ever experienced this before. It's fucked. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Yeah. yeah. So she, she starts really mapping out what's going on here. Um, she kind of maps out that um, they're attracted to Caroline's light. Yes. Because she's alive. Yeah. So they're they're really they want to keep her there and, and, and make sure she doesn't leave. 
and that um, she talks about just how dangerous it is and how um, they're going to try to get her back. But they also determine that there is a kind of a, a portal uh, in the bedroom and that the exit is probably in the living room above them. Well, yeah, where you saw the jewelry come the last time. Yeah. Like, when all that stuff poured through, they now know that there's like a way out. Yeah. So, you know, there must be a way, if there's a way out, yeah. there must be a way in. That's kind of how they put that together, that, you know, that closet is where you need to go into. Yeah. yeah. And there's, um, I mean, I'm probably skipping over a few things, but there's a lovely moment where, um, you know, uh, Zelda's talking about, Tangina's talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, try to call to her because we need to separate her a little bit. And, yeah. and be able to talk to her because we're going to give her instructions. Yeah. We're going to put a plan together. So she's getting, she's like, Mom, reach out to her, reach out to her. And she's calling Caroline and calling her and calling her. It's not really getting anything. And then she's like, who who doles out the discipline? Right. It's, uh, and yeah. Yeah. And so dad's like, like telling her, you get out here right now. You're in trouble and stuff like that. And that's what actually helps her because she's, she's also being fed apparently lies yeah. by the ghosts. They talk about this, right? Like yeah. there, there's a terrible presence that's with yeah. her. Like, yeah. you know, before they sort of, she gives an explanation of why Carol Ann's there, <laughs> but really that one person is, is using Carol Ann's yes. light to lie to the other spirit so that that's they don't right. go into the big light yeah. and then end this whole poltergeist. For sure. yeah. yeah. And it, it's funny because I kind of mix this up and I got to watch it again, but I, sometimes I mix this up with number two, poltergeist two, because uh, I think there is a, the the preacher man I think he's that guy's scary man. part of that yeah yeah and so I always thought like oh is this the him same, same and I don't, I don't know I don't think it is yeah anyway so they come up with a plan what they're gonna do is um, have someone go into the uh, portal to try to grab Carolan yeah and they're gonna do some trickery first but then hopefully what they're gonna do is then kind of uh, release or, or come come out the other side. Right, so this is the first time they change tactics though with Carol yeah. Ann, where they say, look, we've been telling you for the longest time, stay away from the light, yeah. now run to the light. And yeah. so she's running, 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 and then you know as they're getting prepared, like you're describing, to, to kind of get her, then they stop her in front of the light. They're like, yeah. go to the light, don't go to the light. That's it. Like it's a <laughs> lot of like, uh, red light, green light. light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, of yeah. course, when you learn later and you see the visual of what's actually in the light, yeah. you can understand why she was kind of reluctant to go through it. Because yeah. you called it. It's the devil's anus. Like, it is. It's this it weird colony, sphincter, <laughs> trachea yeah. thing. It's, like, it's well, very strange. And that's it. So, And it was also to trick the spirits to get them close enough to the light that they might get distracted and go into the light. Yep. So it's twofold, right? It's to uh, get things moving and then to have her deviate, the other spirits might continue on that path. But um, so they, with a couple of tennis balls, they determine that they can throw these balls into the anus. Right. And have it come out the other side. Co- covered in meat? And yes. like kind of like... Meat juice. Yeah, yeah. that's it. The sluice. <laughs> the sluice. Yeah. Um, so... Um, slurry. Slurry. They determine uh, that it's going to be Grace... Diane, sorry. Diane, that's going to go through... Yes. Uh, that's going to get tied up in the rope and go through because they, they feed a rope through. Well, I love yeah. that exchange too. They're like, because yeah. uh, yeah. at first I think like... Um, Tangina. <laughs> Tangina says, I'll go in. And yeah. she's like, you've never done this before. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. You go. No. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're right. I know. Yeah. But like a nice little moment of levity yeah. there just before like, you know, something pretty serious could happen. Like she could be lost in the light as well. That's right. So, so yes, uh, yeah. they tie a rope around her. Yeah. Uh, they have someone downstairs when they, they the rope goes through. Yeah. It's nice and uh, taut. They get it yeah. so that it's 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 uh, strong and ready. And then they tie yeah. the one rope around uh, Joe Beth Williams. So yeah. Diane's got and it. And then Craig T's got the other side of it. Correct. Yeah. So they and start feeding Diane in yeah. to the light. But what's yeah. nice about this is it one more human moment. So Diane and Stephen kiss yeah. before they go in. And it's yeah. really like, don't let go, right? Like, it's just, yeah. uh, it's super interesting. Uh, yeah. Just that they like, like, never. Yeah. How do you let go? 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Tangina. What's, uh, you single? What's going on here? No, uh, yeah. I've seen your films. That's I love it. your work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, with the mule. Anyhow. So, yeah, she starts getting fed in, and um, there's like, they can hear some sort of an exchange, what's happening. Yep. I think Craig panics, and he tries to pull her back. Too out. early, yeah. yeah. And that's when things He's go pulling bad. out early. Yep. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> well, he's already three kids deep. I kind of get it. <laughs> but um, what he pulls out is a massive skull. Yeah. Oh, uh, this thing is crazy. Yeah. It was terrifying. And it kind of barks at him a little bit and then sucks back in. Yep. But um, uh, Buddy, at the bottom of the rope, uh, he manages to pull out um, Joe Beth. Yep. And, and Carol Ann. Yep. Yeah. And they come down and they slop out. Is, is Robbie there? Like, I feel like he <laughs> no, should. No, no. He took the cab a while ago. But, I mean, there's still a webcam where he's watching the whole thing happen. Yeah, and totally. Like... Yeah. <laughs> they show it to him later. No oh, here's the really terrifying part. <laughs> no kidding. They've got him in, like, one of those, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. clockwork orange, like, rooms where it's just like, I... I drop it and stuff, Craig T. Nelson. Like, it's okay, sir. You're fine. Okay. He's playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they they plop out, and um, as does the rope, and then the portals close. Yeah. And uh, Tangina has her uh, very iconic uh, line there that this this house is clean. This house is clean. And then she has kind of a weird little sassy pose to the camera. Oh, yeah. She's kind of like, you know, kiss yeah. my grants. That's like, it. It's all, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Pretty funny. Cut to them packing. Yeah, they're out of there. Fuck it. Fast. Movie, movie's over, man. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Everything's happy. It's all resolved. Done. Happy days. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Oh, Craig T. Nelson's going to go and talk to his boss and say, yep. look, you know what? There's nothing you can say, nothing I can do. I'll be back soon. Don't worry. Nothing's going to go wrong. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yep. So he's off to go talk to boss. Oh, uh, and Diane's got like these new gray streaks in her hair. Yeah. Like a little bit of a trauma there. And so, yeah. uh, you know, and wanting to not maybe keep them uh, while Craig's gone, well, why don't we just like do a little bath? Yeah, do a little bath die job. <laughs> Should you bath when you dye hair? I don't know. Uh, it seems like a bad thing. I think your whole body's gonna be whatever color you put into the water. Like she's gonna come back with like, what, like a weird, uneven fake tan. Like <laughs> just a tie-dye dan. No kidding. Um but uh yeah. Tie dye and dye dye. But uh, uh, you know what? A lot of trauma has happened in this house, you know? And yeah. so she's mindful of that. Uh, she knows she doesn't particularly want to stay the night, but they know, hey, uh, at the latest, we're going to get out of here, he says. But if the kids are tired, put them to bed. Probably the best place to put them is where everything happened. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing as a parent? Like, yeah. if we're going to talk about parenting at the end, I think Joe Beth Williams is like the high, crazy wife. Yep. Uh, did not do well in this in many ways. She encouraged the portal. Like, anyway, we'll yeah. talk about it. She's but... laughing at the leering guys at her daughter. And stuff, stuff the kids back in the room of death. Yeah. Like, it's. Anyway. Totally. I want to see that scene where Robbie's like, I don't, I don't want to go back in. Yeah. No, here. Yeah. <laughs> Locks Click. the door. <laughs> just to hear like screaming and they're just ah! Yeah. So, um, oh, I know, strangling the clown. Anyway. Fuck's sake. Yep. So she's, um, she's having a bath and Robbie's in the room with, with uh, Carol Ann. Inevitably, the door flies open, and uh, now the anus starts to form. Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, it forms outside but of But first, the door. it's a clown. Like, oh, the clown yeah. is sitting there and tries to strangle him. Like, <laughs> this fucking clown. Like, Robbie cannot catch a break. Dana, the one yeah. smart kid, has not come back yet. No way. You see her come back with Smokey, or sort of with the bandit later in that trance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously, poor fucking Robbie. Like, oh, no yeah. breaks. That's uh, anyway, right. yeah. So He's getting strangled, and, and the door starts that's to it. form its anus and open. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Diane hears the screams. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robbie's like freaked out. She tries to get to the door, and then there's this weird, like, puppet 
Yeah. Skeleton like, Ghostbuster thing. Yeah, the Stranger Things kind of funnel man, like, yeah. bone dude is, like, standing there trying to prevent from yeah. her entering. That's okay. after she does her kind of loop-de-loop uh, over the road. Over the ceiling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that, like, sort of reverse special effect crawl scene, for yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah. Well, that she was high, so, I mean, that, that didn't actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just in her mind. Woo! So she gets blasted down the stairs. Yep. Uh, because of that, and um, uh, she tries to go back up, I think, but gets electrocuted or some yeah, shit. Yeah, she gets zapped things. a bunch of times and then yeah. blown back in that weird zappy scene where she yeah. like, touches the knob, touches the or sorry, touches the rail, touches the knob, knob blows yeah. her back. Yeah. Is that when now she's she's gotten uh, out of the house and she's trying to look up and see and she falls into the pool? That's it. So the storm is back. Like yeah. the evil malevolent storm yeah. uh, is back for sure. She's trying to look up, slips into the pool and then all hell breaks loose. Oh yeah. Her. All these uh, coffins start erupting yep. out of the ground with all these, these skeletons. And, and it is... To save on cash, <laughs> these are real skeletons. Well, you had this story, so what yeah. exactly happened? Oh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll butcher this, but basically, I think they just uh, contacted some kind of like medical research supply company, supply company, or like basically like the hospital, or, or who knows? But base, but basically, they acquired a bunch of real skeletons okay. to have erupt out of these coffins, and so that was. Probably not great. No. Nope. Um, but um, yeah, so she's in the pool. No bones about it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, it's a quite a fleshy story. I don't uh, know. So they're popping out and like coming after her. She can't get out of the pool. Yep. Uh, she's like being dragged on by skeletons. That's it. Tries to run up the one yeah. uh, ramp and, and slide right back tea. down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to yeah we have to mention too that when they're packing, uh, Craig T's got a box or something and he's like oh tripping on the bike. Oh yeah. yeah. But bags himself on the handlebars. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, he is. He's like the John Ritter of this whole he thing. Is. Like a very he physical is. comedian. Yeah. You bet. So that shit's going down. He arrives yep. now with his boss. Yeah. And and also, like, there's neighbors. They're screaming. Oh, so yeah. once she gets out of the pool, eventually she yeah. kind of climbs a side rope, yeah. uh, manages to get out. The neighbors are there. They're like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah. she's like, help me, help me. And she's trying to get back into the house. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the neighbors go in the house. They are smarter than she yeah. is. But, um, yeah, she goes in to go get the kids. Yep. And I think at that point she's able to get... Is, she, is it her that gets into the room and gets the clown off Robbie and get, grabs Caroline? Yes. Yep. She reaches through and catch and grabs them. That's right. Because they think Robbie actually... Well, they're just being sucked in right now. Well, right then Robbie goes savage. Oh. On the clown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He He's just, yeah. Die! Oh, yeah. He really pounds the shit out of the he clown. He starts ripping it out. Oh, yeah. awesome. Actually. I hate you, Dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> working through all of his rage. So he tears the clown apart, um, and they're getting sucked in as Jo Beth grabs the kids. Yeah, and... she does that weird, like, that long shot of the hallway. Yeah. So, like, oh, they kind of do that, right. that stretch scene, Ooh. and then she kind of, you know, yeah. musters up the courage and really yeah. runs at it, but the kids are being... Yeah. Hoovered into the closet Sucked into again. the anus. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God. As you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. An, an anal vacuum is <laughs> the worst. Reverse pressure flow on the sphincter. It's disgusting. Which is a uh, a key move that uh, Tangina was known for. That's right. <laughs> the, the reverse suck. The sphincter suck? The sphincter suck. Oh, no. Anyway, so she's um, she no. grabs the kids and gets downstairs. Yep. Craig T's there with the boss. Yep. And uh, basically... Oh, uh, so yeah. Screaming at him. Well, yeah. again, even out of the colon, like, the, the tapeworm reaches out and tries to, like, pull mm, him in. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like, mm. it's there's all kinds of weird... Weird bu- Bumminess, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, yeah, so he shows up with the boss. 
Uh, boss is freaking out. Yep. Um, He's like, you son of a bitch, you moved the headstones, but you left the coffins. Exactly. Oh, man, it was totally... And then you can see the boss is, like, freaking out. This is his yeah. first real experience with the evil. Oh. Uh, then the then Dana shows up in the Firebird. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's it? The... Hey, what's going on? <laughs> 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 well, you know, as long as Bobby's okay, or Robbie's yeah. okay, I think it's going to be all right. Just yeah. looking at him, he's just like... Bleh! Well, and that was the first night she ever dropped acid. So it's just bad. Perfect. Bad timing. Yeah, she hops in the family truckster with the rest yep. of the family so they yep. can get the hell out of there. And there's a Craig T looking for the keys again. No, I know. <laughs> Come on, man! I'm gonna buy you one of those like things that hangs on your belt with the stretch cord, so at least he always knows where his stupid keys are. But uh, um, yeah, they managed to get in the car uh, as coffins are erupting everywhere. Fire now. shooting from the ground, yeah. water's blowing into space. Like, yeah, it is turning into chaos as yep. they book it out of there and get to their hotel six. Yeah, and there's waves of evil shooting. It actually hits the boss, knocks him over. Oh yeah, sucks the house into like a little metal ball and just into the anus. Into the anus. <laughs> Tangina. No kidding. She's done that move a few times. Uh, Bam. Yep. So that's gone. Uh, The house has been sucked into the anus. The neighborhood is in chaos, but they managed to escape and get themselves to the hotel. That's right. They pass through the sign, like the sign that uh, Cuesta Verde sign that says, "We'll miss you." Yeah, we we missed you. (laughs) (laughs) But not a second time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's right. Uh, right. So then, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. You're right. So then they finally get to the Motel Six. Yeah. They pull into the hotel. What happens? Like, what classic form is last time? What can't he find? Yeah. Uh, his keys. You can't find his fucking keys <laughs> to get into the hotel room. You're like, come on, guy. Like, come on, man. That, that chestnut <laughs> always pays dividends. He that's, just keeps going right back to it. He kind of griswold himself there. That, what's uh, the last thing that they do, though? In that well, case? the last thing, which I, I really like, is they get into the hotel, yep. and the door slams. And then their door opens. He shuffles the TV out, and not gently. Nope. <laughs> he just slam it, it against the, the wall. And then slams the door. Pull back, and that's, that's the film. The that's it. Well, yeah. now that we've uh, had a chance to do that, what do we need to do? Well, we need to uh, go a little... Uh, we got to grease the monkey, as it were. That's it. Yeah. i, I got to feed my habit. <laughs> and this is how. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long, and I got bored. <laughs> Money, please! So, uh, you know, uh, it feels like the majority of the businesses that we work with here are fairly for-profit. And so yeah. I think we need to do a shout-out to some good causes here, you know. And, and uh, one business that reached out to me in particular is, you know, um, it, it, it seems like uh, a lot of societies are being built up to support a lot of the lesser, not lesser, but I guess the kind of peripheral characters in a lot of movies. Okay. For instance, sure. You know, whenever they have like a monkey in a movie, and a monkey is like um, this, like Hollywood kind of a Hollywood movie. monkey, like Hollywood <laughs> monkey. You know, they, <laughs> some things. Yeah. Can some, we start a business of Hollywood monkeys? Because um, I feel like that. There, awesome. Well, there is a business oh, of Hollywood monkeys. Tell and, me more. Well, um, that's not the business I'm talking. About. Oh shit. Okay. But but basically, what it is is like um, you know these monkeys go through a life cycle where they're used in in films, and then they often get abandoned or they turn kind of feral and and like peel people's faces off and stuff which is never a great thing so there's like shelters built for these monkeys there's shelters built for animals that are appear in movies and just don't typically have like a proper owner and stuff like that so a lot of work is being done to help these creatures but one one subset of these kind of like movie uh you know um, i guess secondary characters that are not being uh, uh really helped yep in a lot of ways are a lot of our movie and tv robots Oh. Yeah. They don't have a home. They're they're the unsung heroes. They are. Yeah. So uh, a new society 
has been built for that. The Dead Robot Society. Oh, no. <laughs> that is there to help those robots that are not really being cared for. Tell me more, Captain, my captain. Uh, <laughs> well, they're there to collect up the robots and, and really go against the grain and highlight um, other ways to, to work with these robots. And you know what you need to do is to carpe machina. Seize oh, the robot. Okay, there it is. Before they do more damage. <laughs> Before they do more damage. This actually seems practical as well as in, in, inspiring. So It is. It is, yeah. Very so, good. Yeah, they tap me on the shoulder. I love it. Yeah, what do you got? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I've had in the last few years some struggles with my weight. I always feel ah. like COVID, I get mm. to this point where I can lose weight, and I, then I gain it all back, and it's just because I, I don't really have something I can really lean into. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I was approached this week by uh, a, a boxing club Ooh. that's really kind of uh, trying to change it a bit and really put yeah. the, bring up the stakes. So this is a place called A Fistory of Violence. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's, a, you know, incredibly good at killing some of that visceral fat. I mean, it's a boxing club, sure, but I mean, I don't want to Tom stall any longer and really kind of keep putting these things off. I feel like I need to show some Joey Koo sack and invest myself in doing something about my weight. And you know what? They even come with, like, uh, a little bit of dietary help. So, I mean, if you're looking for a high-protein supplement to really go with this new workout, try their deli delicious David Cronin burgers. Uh, they're so delicious, and they're made with that special organic replacement you know what they're dead ringers for the real thing so <clears throat> a history of violence tristan you should really try it out i'm gonna sign up all right so before we get into movie takeaways here, yes i want to i want to do a um you know where are they now <laughs> i love this so robbie where is robbie now i don't know you know what Here's the thing. Yeah. If Robbie is not in an asylum, yeah. which, you know, play this out, yeah. he is. He is. But if he's not, he's going to be so resilient. Like, yeah. if there's some way he can actually stitch together his Frankensteinian psyche <laughs> and not be, either be a serial killer, a murderer, uh, someone who becomes, who believes he's a ghost yeah. and is, like, haunting people uh, without any pants on, then yeah. I think he's going to be, like, a CEO of some sort of business because he will be absolutely fucking fearless. He what do you will think? be. He will be. So I think? had two places where I saw Robbie. One, Go. he was setting up a kill room. Right. <laughs> Dexter <laughs> But yeah. who is he killing? Like, you know, how Dexter had a kill room for people who were yeah. evil. Yeah. You know, and trying moms. to get root. He's, he's, he's probably killing moms. Right. To be honest, this, this sounds right. Who exposed him to all this? Oh. Mom. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to make them smoke weed first. Yeah. So that they get the full trippy effect of it. So he's and like, they dress up as a clown. How's it feel? Yeah. yeah. Is he, does Robbie dress up as a clown to kill? He does, and he hides them in trees. <gasps> I love this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. There's a, we're going to get a treatment for this and try to uh, market it. Beautiful. The other place Robbie is is exactly. He's a CEO, maybe not of the most reputable companies, maybe something to do with pillows. Or something to that effect. Right. He's who the my pillow guy. <laughs> and resilient, but just conspiratorially out of his fucking gourd. There it is. He is. He's yeah. the my pillow guy. He is. Interesting. That's where Robbie is. Where's Dana? Oh, Dana. Hmm, interesting. She's going to be on the street with daddy issues. Yeah. I can just see, like, oh, yeah. not happy. She's riding yeah. around in a firebird. She's, <laughs> she's going after those dangerous men that were, like, trying to hit on her at the beginning. Like, yeah. she's going to have serious problems about, like, anyone who, oh, like, hey, it's a sad fungul. Yeah. <laughs> going to be all over that. That's it. There's poor Dana. Yep. Caroline, I'm not sure. I think she actually hooks up uh, or follows the, um, the path of uh, good old Tangina. 
Uh, the other path, the the spiritual <laughs> right, path. the spiritual path. Yeah, no, she's in a cult for sure. Yeah. somewhere she is. She has her own cult. She's leading it. She, she is, is the precious it. shiny thing that people are now trying to follow. And That's she's right. got a series of self help books. All worship a staticky screen. That's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh, but you have to have an old school tube TV. Yes. Interesting. That's where they are. All right. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, takeaways. Oh. Okay. So, uh, hey, look. This film is not amazing for special effects per se. You yeah. know, we already talked about the dummy and everything yeah. else, but truthfully, there is such a great human feeling. And yes. we talked about this lots, but I love how connected they were. There is no way this is a Toby Hooper film. This is 100% mm-hmm. a Spielberg film. Mm-hmm. And it's that same center idea of the importance of family, the other uh, influences that are going to come in. And it really, like, again, I feel like some of this is a bit of an indictment on television and yeah. the influence of television. And we think about, we've talked about lots in our podcast about the devices and how do you yeah. monitor that. And, yeah. and what are the negative influences of TV? And I mean, for you and I, it's actually created this podcast. Like yeah. We can already see force for good. the evil that we put into the earth. <laughs> oh, oh. I looked at it differently. Oh, well, today was the day of truth. Yeah. On Monday, it is, we'll go it back is. to like the same yeah, salty lies that we love to <laughs> coast in and snack on. That's right. But yes, I think my takeaway is like, I love how wonderfully human this film is. And if you can get past like some of the special effects, like I don't think our kids would buy into it. Yeah. But I love how amazing they are for centering on the things that are important, which is family. Yeah. You? I like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, like, I agree with all of that. And just uh, the shout out again, I think the parents are awesome. You know, especially Craig and, and although Diane is great. Yeah. Uh, but but about Steve, uh, I just love how he is, he is shook by what is happening yeah but his loyalty to his family never wavers yeah i don't i don't even remember a part in this movie really where he belittles or makes any of the family feel small for some of the claims like he's kind of like not convinced in some parts obviously yeah but then he is on board and just just the fact that like the way he looks disheveled i picture him every single night in between where where they're getting I mean this whole thing happens in like four days or something yeah but like it's very Lost Boys in that totally <laughs> you know? but no he's gone for weeks to be honest you don't know for sure because yeah. they even allude to that like, yeah they, they say but I can guarantee every night he has that TV on and he's right there just waiting to hear from Carol Ann 100% and I'm just and, and so would mom be I'm sure but yeah. he is there and he's just like I'm I'm trying everything like he's just trying to hold it together so he can get his daughter back yeah and so that's just an amazing thing to see and, and something that, I, yeah, I want to emulate. And, and, you know, when my kids are sucked into an anus, you know, I want to make sure that they know I'm here. Look, Tangina is alluring. There are many, many things about her. You're just like, damn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I love that. I, you're right. I mean, gosh, just to see how committed he was and how much he yeah. loved and, and uh, you're right, like Diane too, but honestly, I feel like the real key to this yeah. is Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. And especially when he was tempted. Mm. Like, you know what? He could have, like, kind of looked the other way. He could have made, like, money and been a provider if that was his primary emphasis, but it wasn't. It was keeping his family together and yeah. making sure that uh, the second he had his daughter recovered, there was no guesswork. He wasn't like, huh, well, we could maybe stick it out and, you know, maybe yeah. try to make it better. It's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And yeah. we're not even going to go to this new house on the hill because nope. we're going to come into the same sort of shit problem. So, honestly... He is like kind of the, the North Star of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah awesome. You yeah. Know? And so I think that um, there's a good kind of blueprint for, for dads. It's nice to see dads represented in this way. Yeah. You know, well, considering like E.T. is so much about the mom, right? Because yeah. the, the dad's not really there. So, that's right. sorry. No, no, no. That, that's okay. You know what? I don't mind when you interrupt. Oh. I don't mind when you throw in your ideas because oh, I think thanks. they're very insightful. God, 
thank you. Um, you know, and, and I think that you add a lot, you bring a lot, and you, you fire into this podcast, uh, whether it be the lies uh, that we you normally <laughs> do, but or the truth bombs. Uh, I think that you're a good contributor to that. So I don't care if you interrupt, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank I mean, you. well, part of me cares, I suppose. Oh. Part of me is kind of like, oh, I had a thought, and you interrupted, and there's my rhythm, and it's gone, you oh. know? But, but hey, hey, oh. that's okay, because I think there's only... There's something you can do about it. I can actually give you a call to action. Oh, well then, uh, you know what? I feel really guilty about this. Tell me what I can do to make this better. Go get your fucking shine box. This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. Extra special thanks to the Three Geeky Dads for just being awesome guys. Check out their podcast as well. And if you want to hear past episodes, go to wherever you consume podcasts, even Apple. Bye.